that was the big inspiration when building Viv. It's like, no matter where you're at in your period journey and in your sustainability journey, like there's a Viv product for you. And we're not here to judge you because you're not using a cup, which is more zero waste, or like you're using tampons because of X, Y, and Z. Welcome back to I'm Trying the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feigels, and it's a pleasure, as always, to have you here listening. Today, we have an episode on all things menstrual health, menstrual care, etc. It is a topic that, in my opinion, is not yet talked about enough in today's society, world, etc. Now, mind, mind you, we are getting there. There is much more open conversation brands, creators, etc., that are sort of like cultivating a safe space for chat and discussion and education around the menstrual cycle, menstrual health, um, our bodies in general, the different parts, all of it. But nevertheless, there's just still so much to learn and be aware of. And today we have the amazing Katie, founder and creator and just overall badass when it comes to Viv for Your V, a sustainable period care product company and brand. Um, I first found them about a year and a half ago, and then I actually lost my period again because, as, as I've shared before, struggle with consistent menstrual cycle over here. Uh, and so I actually, as I said, lost my period and quit buying pads and kind of forgot about this brand um, until uh, about a week or so ago, a few weeks ago, uh, they popped up on my TikTok and I was like, oh yeah, Viv for your V. That was that really cool brand. They had neat packaging. I love their branding. Um, I used them like a while ago and I was like, I should like look into them more. Then I TikTok showed me the founders page, Katie's TikTok. And I was like, okay, this, this girl, this woman, she has such amazing energy She's created an amazing company and brand. We need to chat. So um, we we sat down over Zoom and we chatted. And in this episode, you'll hear all about why Katie created Viv for Your V, uh, the morals behind the brand of creating sustainable period care that's better for the earth, that's better for us. Um, it's all natural, non-toxic, made with bamboo fibers and corn. And it's actually like even more absorbent, absorbent. So it's efficient as well. We love efficiency. And then we just in that talk about destigmatizing this entire topic and phenomena that is the menstrual cycle and menstrual well-being and health and care and validating yourself in this monthly cycle that can really, you know, have quite the impact on our quality of life, uh, whether that's in a physical, mental, social, emotional way. It's not easy. And so... Hopefully this conversation makes you feel less alone if you struggle, if you have like certain, I don't know, ideas of what it means to have a quote unquote normal cycle, etc. We talk about it all and hopefully this episode makes you feel less alone, gets you thinking, makes you empowered, etc. All the all the good feels, you know? So you can connect with us both online. I'll have everything linked below, um, but to check out the products in general, go to Viv for Your V online or on Instagram, and you'll see full example of why I absolutely adore this brand and the the mission that Katie is on. So I really hope you enjoy. And I'm on Instagram at Emily Feichels. You can also 
join we have a geneva community which is this really neat community app i'll have the link tagged below we can have live chats discussions episode ideas etc and as per usual if you enjoy this show sharing with a friend sharing on social media leaving a rate and review are all small simple ways you can support a just growing community you know (laughs) it takes a lot of work to run this and so i'd appreciate any and all uh sharing of the good words so thank you in advance and i hope you enjoy this episode um, we definitely probably have some mutuals in this space of, you know, menstrual and health and wellness and all this stuff. Um, but I'd love to, what, like, as we were saying in the beginning here, like, I'm someone, I've talked very openly about my struggles with hormone health, my, you know, my period and cycle and all the issues that come with that. Um, but it took me a while to, like, open up about that because I, I never heard that growing up. You know, I was just around friends who always got their period. They were always, you know, on their cycle or their own birth control or whatever it was. And so it took me a while and it took me like kind of finding this community to realize like, I'm not alone in my struggles. It happens a lot. Um, and like the human body's just weird and funky at times, you know, it just does things we don't always fully understand. So I'd love to hear from you as a founder of, you know, this company and everything you do for menstrual health and cycles and essentially like almost like not even normalizing it, but just making it more mainstream. Like, I'd love to hear your experience with just your hormone health, menstrual cycle, et cetera, experiences, just to really kick things off, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting because being a founder in this space, I've learned so much through the creators that we partner with to help like bring Viv to life and to share Viv with more people. And early, early on in my Viv days, I actually started Viv in a class project my senior year of college. And it was mainly because I was like really shocked at the plastic waste involved in period care and was noticing the toxins and was seeing like a few brands start to address that. But at the time, no one was talking about how much plastic was in a pad and how it like one pad takes like 500, 800 years to break down. And that was really shocking to me. And I couldn't find a brand that like really resonated with me as this like zillennial, like eco-conscious, socially conscious consumer. Um, and that was like something that I just found as a gap in the market. So dove more into periods and there are so many problems to solve in this space that I was so passionate about it and gave my final, which was a pitch and um, for this like class project and was supposed to just be like done after my first semester of my senior year. But instead of like taking notes on the feedback, I was so excited about it and decided to keep building Viv ever since, which was really interesting. Um, and Never, never looked back in a way, but when I first started looking at actual materials and manufacturers, I was on hormonal birth control myself then, and I was like, okay, I have these samples coming in from like different parts of the world and different parts of the country at different times, and I'm going to be the one that needs to make sure these products work, so I would mess with my birth control and like change it so that I would get my period when the samples would arrive so that it wouldn't like slow down like product development, which was crazy looking back because it was so bad for my body. And I, my body like was going through it that summer, which also affected like my mental health and my energy levels and my gut health. And it all became intertwined. And I had no idea why, which was so wild because it was this obvious thing I was doing, but we don't realize like how impactful and how intertwined it is with every other aspect of our well-being. And so 
from there, I was starting to work when we were first launching like a few of our products, work with some affiliates and influencers in the hormonal health space. And by doing that, I was obviously following all their content too and consuming it and realizing like how harsh hormonal birth control was on my own body and all of the different things I should be doing to like help my liver and like support my body, even if you want to stay on hormonal birth control. Um, and so went down that whole journey and like now about two years ago came off of hormonal birth control and it's been the best thing for me and for my body in particular. And it's a really tough thing because it's a really hard time in the world to be like, everyone go off hormonal birth control because obviously our reproductive rights are really endangered right now, which is horrifying. And it's very much like a privilege in my own sense to be like, oh yes, like I can do all these like natural things and like work on tracking my cycle and like those are forms of birth control in itself. So it's more about being mindful of like how it affects your body and different ways you can still support your overall nutrition while still being on it if you want to be. I love that. And I think honestly, that's been like part of the issue I've had with some accounts that are very pro like anti-birth control and like get off. Like I understand. And I personally have never been on it just because of yeah, because I just never had a doctor get me on it. I never needed it, whatever it is. So I also come from a place of like never having to have been on it privilege, but like to just like blatantly say like, don't be on it. You shouldn't be on it. Like it's, it's going to kill you, et cetera. Like there is a, you know, there is a privilege in saying that, especially nowadays. So I love that you shared that about like, there are ways you can support yourself even while you're on it. Or, you know, there's just like things you can learn, things you can be aware of. Maybe you just like, take on all this knowledge and education for a time in the future when you can get off of it, like whatever it is, you know, like, I think that's what I love. And that's when I connect most with brands or people like you, where it's like, it's just not having such a like black and white mentality or like, I don't know. It's just like understanding that there's like the gray in between areas and having like a bit of compassion and understanding for wherever people are at in that journey, you know? I think that's so like well said and so perfect it's like having compassion and understanding for where everyone's at like meeting people where they are and birth control is amazing for preventing pregnancy and if that's your like mode of use amazing if you're using it as a band-aid for a lot of your other like hormonal imbalance like symptoms that's where you can dive deeper and say like hey what are other ways that I can uh, help my body like recover and and actually resolve this hormonal health issue and hormonal imbalance issue rather than using birth control as a band-aid for it. Um, and that's where I like get more vocal about it. It's like, okay, how can we like get to the bottom of this and support it in a more long-term, more sustainable way? Like it's going to help you in the long-term rather than just coming off of it and all of your problems coming back right away again, which I see over and over again with so many of my friends and family members. And it's, it's a very like tough journey to go through. Like it can be like, really draining and tiring and um like practicing self-care and like being like really nice to yourself and not harsh on yourself if even you want to go off birth control for those band-aid symptoms like that's okay too there are people in like really tough parts in their life where they don't have time for their endometrial symptoms right now and like that's so okay um so I think you're right I think like just being compassionate like understanding that there's a gray area in most things is very accurate Oh, a hundred percent. And I mean, that being said too, I think it's also like this idea of 
just speaking out and raising awareness around how different and unique each person's experience is, right? And I'm sure like you as the founder and just being in this field have probably seen this as well, where it's like, I don't know, I, I always grew up with this idea of like what it meant to have a period and how many days I should bleed and how much I'd be bleeding and I have to wear a tampon or I have to do this or whatever it is. And then like you, you start to grow and you grow up and you make friends and you start chatting and you have these conversations or listen to podcasts, whatever it is. And you realize that like, everybody is so different and unique. You know what I mean? Like some people it's like their, their cycles are just so different. The way their body reacts and sheds is, can be so different. I mean, even just like when it comes down to like what they prefer to use, you like, whether it's tampons, pads, a menstrual cup, et cetera, like there's just can be such a unique nature in all of this. And so I love when, you know what I mean? Like when you can have conversations, create content or create products that cater to like people in like whatever stage they're in, you know what I mean? And so I think that's also like an important part of it too. Uh, absolutely. It's so interesting. Like the fact that you're also like having these conversations, like my face lit up when you were saying that because a few years ago when I was first starting Viv, it was still relatively uncommon for people to like have conversations even amongst friends about their period. And the number one thing we learn from each other is that everyone's body and period is so different. It's really not just the textbook, like 28 days, like bleed for three to four days. It's like, I know very, very, very few people who have a regular cycle and a regular period. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's normal, but it's very common. And we just feel like we're not crazy when we have these different periods or regular cycles, or we don't get our period for like a month or two. It's like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? It's like, yes, other people are facing this, but nobody was talking about it, mm -hmm. um, which is really fascinating because I feel like there's so much education that needs to go into like why that's happening and like how we can get on a regular period and regular cycles, um, which takes work in itself. Yeah. And I mean, on that, I wanted to ask you because I've seen, I've seen you share about it, like on TikTok and such too, but you're yeah. a young female entrepreneur, which in itself already comes with a shit ton of challenges that it shouldn't, but it does. And then yeah. with that, you're talking about periods and menstrual care and like a topic that is like still to today can be very taboo, uncomfortable, quote unquote, et cetera, to talk about in certain environments, fields, and I'm sure in the environments and conversations you're having with people. So I'd love to hear like, A, kind of like, why do you think this phenomena exists around periods and I mean, the body and what it does? And B, like, how have you approached those types of conversations with people, whether it's, you know, pitching for a new store, or a new shop, like whatever it would be. I guess like, how have you sort of worked through that process? Because I'm comfortable to talk about that with friends on a public platform where I don't really have to see who's listening. <laughs> or if I had to go and like talk about that with like some, you know, old guy or even an older woman or whatever it was, not even older, I don't know what, like in a business setting, I feel like I would get all like, my face would just be like flush red and I'd be like stumbling over words. So I want to hear your experience with this and just why you think this is even a thing to, to talk about, you know? It's so funny because my, my pitch has changed so much over time since when I first started Viv. And, um, I think it's a little bit of like sign of awareness in times and a little bit of like my own relationship with like destigmatizing periods in my own mind, which is 
really interesting. Um, I'm so, so numb to it now that I like forget that some people are uncomfortable around periods and um, sometimes even have to like put myself in their shoes. It's like, oh, like they're not exposed to it. Like they haven't been seeing like as much content or awareness around like this is such a normal bodily function that literally half the world's population experiences at some point in their life. Yet we like don't talk about it. And it's wild. Like everyone so openly is like, oh, I got to go pee. But like, no one is like, oh, I have to like go get a tampon for my period. That's like, why is a bodily function Mm -hmm. so starkly different? And when you talk about it, it's so fascinating to me. Um, But when I remember when I was first starting Viv and pitching to a lot of like old white men, um, it was a lot of like, this is a really niche space. Like, hmm, it seems like you're targeting like a too small of a demographic. And I was like, the period market is massive, not only in terms of like actual population of people who menstruate, but in terms of like financially itself, it's over a $52 billion industry and is like growing massively. Yet they'll invest in things that have like no projection of industry, which is so fascinating to me. And it's a lot of like their own stigma in their own mind. Um, if you've ever heard like the Glossier, how I built this or like other podcasts from them, it's, you might've heard of like good investors versus bad investors and when to tell really easily, like which one is worth continuing a conversation with. And sometimes I get asked like, oh, can I like have my wife try product? And then based on that, like see if I'm interested in, in continuing and talking about an investment. Um, when in reality, it's like, we're having a conversation about a business opportunity. Like you're not directly trying the B2B SaaS platform you're investing in or the biotech company you're investing in, like you're simply not the target customer and the target audience. And as long as you understand that as an investor, like that's awesome. It's like, ask for reviews, ask for like product market fit, like understand why they're asking that question and reflect and the investors, you know, reflect on themselves as to why they're like Mm -hmm. pushing it on like their wife or a woman in their life to be like reviewing us for an investment opportunity. That's one thing that I always found like very bizarre. It's, um, it's definitely a sign of someone who is not like the right fit for investing in the space. That's so interesting. Yeah. I guess I never, I haven't, I've heard of those podcasts, like the, how, how we built it or whatever it would be, but I've yet to really listen in. Um, but that's so fascinating too, as well, that they would be like, oh, let me have my, you know, wife try it. And I mean, some people, they might be like so excited that they're even considering, right? It's like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. But it is that idea of like, what's what's like the intention behind that question or that action, which is at the end of the day, like, as you pointed out, they would not be sampling the biotech, like any of these like big, more like, you know, metaphysical, whatever it would be concepts that they are investing in. So um, that's absolutely fascinating. And I love also, you said that sometimes like, now you're just sort of like desensitized to talking about this. Like you'll just talk about it with like anyone and everyone. Yeah. Just, do you have any personal advice, tips or tricks for just like kind of like ripping off that band-aid and just getting more comfortable talking about this type of thing? Because for me, like there'll be sometimes still where I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, why am I like jumping through all these hoops and loops just to like essentially get a break to go to the bathroom and change my pad when I could just like say that? Or why are like, I, where I work too, like, I'll have people kind of like, like the girls, like I'll see them trying to like make excuses 
to instead of explaining the fact that they're just like in so much pain from their period cramps that like they can't do xyz or whatever you know what I mean like I just see so many ways we like jump through hoops to just sort of like find a way to cover up or hide away or explain like these phenomena we're going through so like do you have any tips yourself for like how to like bring up that conversation or how to just say it or just get more comfortable with it yeah and, and it's hard and like that's so real and I I remember and like you have to kind of unlearn it. Um, I remember a year or two ago, I, one of my friends like needed a tampon or pad and she was very much in the right place because she was at my apartment. I was like, oh, amazing. Like I have all these VIP products for you. And I was like whispering and I was like, wait, why am I whispering? Like one, it's everyone knows what I do like <laughs> in this setting. And it's, and also like, why are we whispering about our periods? Like we all are going to have them. Um, but I think internally, especially as like people with periods, we don't validate ourselves with that pain that we have every month. Like we view that as like, oh, I can't make an excuse because of just my period. Like I can't make an excuse every month or we're just so much harder on ourselves when we menstruate and feel like we have to act exactly the same way, do exactly the same routine. And we like, can't change that or else we're like really looking down upon ourselves, which I think is a really interesting like social phenomenon because like scientifically we have four different phases of our cycle and our body and our moods and the way we should be treating our body during each of those cycle or each of those phases of your cycle should be completely different, but we do operate in a world that's based on a male hormonal cycle that is 24 hours where it's like very much based on the nine to five work day. And that part is really tough. But I mean, in terms of talking amongst your friends, I think even like paving the way individually as a leader talking about it, more people will naturally fall in. And I've always noticed that by just starting the conversation in a really open way, even if it's just talking about like yourself and being like, I've experienced this. As soon as you like open that opportunity of having conversation on periods, it just starts like flowing very naturally. It's like kind of a pun on accident. <laughs> Like, it really does because no one's been asked about their period before. And when I was first starting Viv during my senior year at college, I would host these like focus groups in my dorm. And I would just like put my, a group of my friends in a big circle. At first I'd slowly start asking questions about like tampons, strings, like very basic things. And once the conversations are going, everyone got so passionate about it and so interested. And they were like, this always happens and no one talks about this. And you really just have to create a space that feels like safe and opportunistic. And then I promise everyone will have plenty to say about their period because they have been bottling it all up for too many years. I love that. And I think like where that comes into play and something I want to touch on earlier was on like the, the web, like the website and part of your like brand story, part of it was saying about wanting to empower instead of like um, build off of or thrive off of like insecurities right yeah. and I feel like I was thinking on that statement and I was like oh wow like a lot of my insecurities about myself like my menstrual cycle like how what my body does during that time have been because they were like self-isolated thoughts you know like the moment I started talking about things and the moment like conversations opened up and you hear about how unique everybody's own experience is, or you like, oh, she has that happen too, or whatever it is, like, it is empowering in a sense where it's like, you no longer kind of like box yourself off as separate or like, feel this way. So with that being said, like, what's like, did you struggle with 
that yourself of like just feeling invalidated in your experience with your period or like you know like pushing yourself to keep working that like the 24 hour man male hormone cycle structure like how did you sort of start to have that like self-validation compassion empowerment whatever you want to deem it when it came to like your own personal cycle yeah it's so interesting because I've learned a lot honestly from TikTok about um like how inaccurate it was or like the stigmas around even like certain products like growing up I was a diehard um like pad person and I was when I was younger I like never used tampons and I was like thought I was so weird and I was like oh my gosh like pads are like diapers like I can't believe anyone would ever use those and I would just like keep it to myself that I was using pads and there was like such a stigma for some reason around like the type of period product I was using which is like so strange to me um and then now when I'm on TikTok reading our comments and we make a comment like or a TikTok about our Viv tampons and like some facts about them so many more of the comments are like, oh, I use pads for like this reason. And I'm like, that is so amazing that like when younger generations like feel more comfortable, like saying on the internet, like exactly what they feel, what they use, making it like more accessible. But that was a big inspiration when building Viv. It's like, no matter where you're at in your period journey and in your sustainability journey, like there's a Viv product for you. And we're not here to judge you because you're not using a cup, which is more zero waste or like, you're using tampons because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, whatever periods are like very personal. And it's very much like not an amazing thing to deal with every month. So whatever it like works best for you is exactly how you should approach that. Um, which I think we need more brands saying that and less brands being like, you need to only use this product, which can be a little bit tone deaf in my opinion. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm so happy you said that. Cause I was the same way. I actually, to the day have never used a tampon and I never had admitted that out loud until it was like a few months ago at work. Um, we were all, it's like an entirely female staff besides like three men. And we were, we were like helping our manager get us like pads and tampons and everything. And I was like, well, I actually don't know. Like I can't give you advice on like what tampons et cetera to buy. Cause like I've only ever used pads. And then it was like two more of the other girls said the same thing. I was like, oh, neat. Like I've literally felt so weird about that my entire life. I was like broken because I couldn't figure out fucking tampons. I just don't (laughs) like them. And then I've also like when menstrual cups were like becoming such a like big thing, I felt like such a pressure of like, if you're eco-conscious, like use a menstrual cup because like that's the most eco-conscious product, blah, 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 blah. And I tried. I really tried for the life of me. But I couldn't do it. And, you know, maybe I'll try again, but like, I think that's, what's so neat about finding brands that are trying to offer many off opportunities or many options for people. Is that like, you guys have menstrual cups, tampons, pads, but with that, like all the products are eco-conscious, you know, and I would love to hear a bit more about that sustainability point because I, I don't, I just like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I like tune out of some of the more like eco like climate stuff because it's so overwhelming you know when you start to analyze everything and then especially when it's something that like you feel like you don't have a solution to such as like well every month I have to go through x amount of pads and like I don't know how to fix that you know so I'd love to hear a bit more about that like sustainability point with it um because you guys are making it like kind of an easier option for those that do want to take the sustainable route but also like 
can't do a menstrual cup or just prefer to wear pads. Yes, exactly. And that's so accurate. There's so much noise right now around sustainability. And now it just feels like any sustainability claim is just inaccurate because so many people are like throwing it on words or like throwing on products that are just are completely non-sustainable. There's just a lot of greenwashing happening right now. And when it comes to the way we've curated like Viv in particular pads, it's we wanted it to be as simple as possible and we wanted it to work just as well or, or like the same or, or better than the products you were already used to using. Um, making it as easy of a swap for people as possible is the best way to create alternatives, especially like in a really stressful, busy world. And for us, that meant innovating at its core and innovating from production onward and rather than what the consumer has to handle. So for us, it was really looking at the fibers that our pads were made out of. And so our pads and liners are bamboo based and they're completely plastic free because the wrappers themselves are made out of cornstarch. The back sheet is made out of cornstarch, but bamboo is this really cool crop because it reduces so much agro waste. It grows best with less water, less land. It grows best naturally without any fertilizers. It's so abundant, but it's also a softer fiber and a more absorbent fiber. So we found out that our pads are actually four times more absorbent than a traditional pad, like any other brand that you would traditional brand you'd find on shelf. And we learned that after we were like creating, after the product was like in our hand and we were starting to like do testing and get info from our manufacturer, the actual amount of milliliters it holds. We're like, wait, that's a really high number compared to all of these other brands. Like what's going on? Like why does it absorb so much liquid? And they're like, oh yeah, bamboo fiber, corn fiber is also really absorbent. We were focused on it because it's soft and sustainable, but the fact that we can create a product that you can just dispose of normally and it's still going to break down in 150 days rather than 500 to 800 years like traditional pads just makes it such a easier like mindless option like I use our bib pads all the time I'm actually currently like as we speak product testing some like new pad designs I'm very excited about um and like it, I just feel this absolutely zero guilt or worry ever when I'm using our pads because one it's like more comfortable. It's a better option. Like it works better for me. And I know I can throw it away and like know that it's going to just be a better option for the earth at the same time, even on days when I don't use my cup, which I will say I am a cup convert now. Like I'm like diehard cup fan, but every period, like every time I get my period, I'm in a different mood when, in terms, yeah. when it comes to my period care. I'm like, sometimes I'm a pad user this month, a cup user the next, like who knows what's going to happen the following month it's kind of fun to like actually change it up. It makes it more like a, like a beauty routine rather than like a stressful like period routine. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that's, what's neat. If nothing else of having options, you know what I mean? Like you're going to feel different, different days, different cycles, depending on like what you're doing that day or what you want to wear, even like it, it just changes up. Um, But that's so interesting. And I think it's, it's really neat because I, a big part of like, my work and this podcast and everything is that I never, never want to like shame somebody into doing it or be like, it's this way or the highway, you know, like whatever it is. And I feel like, especially when it comes to like the toxic quote unquote, toxic versus non-toxic world, you know, everything like that, there can be a lot of that sort of pressure. But I will say when it came, when it comes to like pads, period health, et cetera, 
I've always been pretty adamant about trying to go a more natural route simply because like, I mean, I just learned this fact out like probably two, one, two years ago, but like the vagina is like, it's just so sensitive. Like that entire area of our body, like it just takes in so much. Like I was, so I always thought to myself, I'm like, regardless of like what other products I use, like I definitely want to look for like a more natural, like soft, gentle approach for like such a sensitive and like powerful area of the body. Like, so I love that you guys have like taken that with a sustainable route. And then without even meaning to, you just found like a very efficient solution to both to both regards. So amazing. I know the, the vagina is like one of the most absorbent parts of your body. And we are always really conscious, um, with like what we consume. And I think it's time that people like, and even in terms of the beauty space, like Mm -hmm. at first, I think it starts with food and like understanding how we consume things and what they're made of and the actual ingredients, which is amazing. And then it's kind of transferred very clearly to like skincare and beauty. Like there's so much clean beauty out there, which is awesome. Like we've needed options for so long. And the pure care industry is just so behind when it comes to understanding like clean alternatives. And there are now like the industry is starting to explode for the first time, but it's long overdue. And there's room for so much more innovation to happen, which makes me very excited about like the whole period care space because then more people are going to be talking about these like new period products and period innovations and just become more comfortable talking about periods in general. Um, And then we're going to learn so much more about like the way our symptoms act when we're not actually having conversations about our bodies and about our periods, we don't know what those issues are amongst all of us and we can't solve them. So as soon as we start having conversations, then we can find the problems that need to be solved, which is going to create like so much more opportunity for like menstruators as a whole. That's my like whole saga rant, like why I'm so excited about this industry, (laughs) but I love it. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, like the more conversation that happens or even just like the more brands coming up in this space, that's more media time. That's more, you know, like it's just, it's going to continue to like grow and spread and be more and more out there. So I think like any little bit of like insight, advice, wisdom, like growth, knowledge in the field, et cetera, is just like, you know, it's a step forward regardless of like, you know, what way they're going, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it, see it do that. Um, I w- did want to ask you that I forgot to earlier. Where did the name come from for, cause it, the com- it's called Viv, right? And then the slogan's like Viv, Viv for your V. Yes. Okay. It's like our full name and okay. we often call it Viv. Um, it's funny because we wanted to kind of like personify a brand. We wanted Viv to be like an older sister or this like bad up, badass person you look up to and be there for our customers. Like every time they have a period, um, and when we internally even think about Viv amongst our team, I feel like we all like idolize this being. And so when we have like a big meeting or a big pitch, we're like, okay, we're channeling Viv energy today as if Viv is like this badass human being. Um, so that's how the name Viv came about. And Viv for your B was more of like being more blunt and upfront about talking about our bodies and just like getting to the point and even having to say like Viv for your B, like just makes you think like, oh my gosh, yes, like my vagina, like let's, let's talk about it and like not like beat around the bush anymore. I love that. Cause I, I remember when I first found it, I was like, I didn't know if it was like slang or like smoke, like <laughs> something for like another word for vagina or what, or I was like, is this just like a fun play on words? I didn't know what, what, but I liked it. Cause I was like, it's not some like obscure random, like 
word. I don't even, I can't even remember like most of the brands I've like bought or dabbled in. You know what I mean? But like your name, this name has always stuck with me. Like I told you, I first found <laughs> y'all like year, year and a half ago, whatever it was, because it's just such a like, I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like this is the business of like the body and the vagina and like everything down there. So it's like, let's yeah. just like be real with it. So I, I love that. But I was curious. I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was like short for something, but I love that personification of like that person that we probably all wish we like had or could channel at times. So I love that. Yeah. Everyone do it. Everyone channel a bit of energy sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes you're just like, oh yes, we need it. (laughs) Um, Well, I wanted to check in. I know you guys are going, there's so much growth, so much, you know, neat, cool opportunities happening. I'm sure. Is there anything you're able to share that's coming up things that people can be watching out for um or even if it's just been like a recent development in product business etc um that people can have an eye on yes oh my gosh so much is happening right now it's honestly been like a crazy month at Viv. so i'm like riding on a bit of a adrenaline high from like all of the crazy work going on um a few things on product side that are very exciting a few new products revolving like the menstrual cup and like menstrual cup washes and a beginner starter kit launching this September. So keep an eye out for that. Um, And then very exciting. We're going to be in person in more locations very soon. So some natural grocery stores and then a very big um, pharmacy that you probably have very local to you will be in about 1200 locations across the U.S. So definitely keep an eye out for Viv on shelf in more places. We're on um, Amazon and we're on our website and we have subscriptions and we've been this direct-to-consumer brand for so long. So we just want to be where more people are buying period products, which is still very much in person. 80% of consumers are still buying their products on shelf and to be more accessible as a brand, like we want it to be there too. So that's what's happening uh, next. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I was telling you, I, I buy a lot of things online just because of my lifestyle and trying to find best prices, whatever. But yeah. I feel like the pads always like I've run out. I'm stopping at the store really quick on my way home. So that's really neat to have to see you guys on more shelves. Um, but also the subscription ideas, that's probably what people like me need is let's just <laughs> put it on a subscription and have it delivered to us um, yeah. versus running out. So I love that. Yes. Um, I'm just very much inspired by like my own forgetfulness I was always out of like pads at the absolute worst time and had to run to stores all the time too and I was like oh let me subscribe to this so I feel you we don't need that stress we don't need the added on stress yeah Uh, well where can people find you connect learn more um both for you personally and the business like just spread spread all the good yeah um for viv our website is vivforyourv.com that's all of our social media handles at vivforyourv we're like loving using tiktok right now so definitely check that out personally um my name is katie diosti and all of my social handles as well are just at katie diosti perfect thank you so so much for today yeah thank you this is fun <laughs>